Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to this week's Failed Critics Podcast. I'm Steve Norman and this week I'm joined by Owen Hughes. Hello Steve. Hello. As uh, we join the Sci-Fi Channel as Sharknado 5 premieres <laughs> and for this podcast we are going to podcast along with this cinematic experience, this event of film, this uh, this um, hell on earth. It's just starting. Um, Sharknado 5, yeah. Global Swarming, and it's gone for an Indiana Jones-type font for the uh, for the introduction here and the opening credits. Yes, but I guess it's trying to set up like um, an adventure-style film this time, right? From what I gather, this film is more post-apocalyptic than anything else. So it's an interesting angle to go with. Yes. Um, yeah, we're not going to do like what we've done in the past, right? Where we in the past we've had these like um, commentary style podcasts. We're not really doing a commentary on the film. We're just watching it whilst podcasting. Yes. So um, also, if you hear some loud noises uh, in the background <laughs> at the beginning of this podcast, it's my washing machine. But it shouldn't go on for too much longer. Uh, it might be more entertaining yeah. than Sharknado Five. If you want to know what I'm washing, yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's, the... it's a football kit. Um, so just an insight into my life for you all. Oh, so I've just seen London. So you don't see London in Sharknado 5 unless they're going to destroy it with a Sharknado. Oh, yeah. There's, I think they, yeah, they're going to go global. There's, yeah, um, some stock footage of London. Um, you could yeah. quite easily over that initial bit there have played a different type of music and it would have been the introduction to the Sweeney film. <laughs> yeah, good. Why not? Yeah. If it was, uh, you know, if they showed a caravan park and Ray Winston tearing around it in his... Uh, Ford yeah. Mondeo or whatever it was he was driving. That would have that would have suited. Mm. Um, apparently, Steve Gutenberg turned down the lead role for uh, Sharknado back when Sharknado the first came out. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, what so, a shame. Yes, yeah, that's something we've all missed out on. Instead, it went on. to Ian Ziering as mm. Finn Shepard. I don't know who Ian Ziering is. No, I can't think of anything else he's been in, to be honest. No. But to, to be fair, I doubt he ever needs to do anything else again. No. Because... It, it's it's one of those things isn't it that's just for some reason turned into this massive event tv it's like, what, like every year yeah it's like what the fast and fast and furious films are for vin diesel but for um ian uh Ziering, yeah know. yeah it's the same same thing i suppose oh stonehenge in the background now eh? got a bit of yeah. stonehenge just to yeah. let you know we're still in england if any of our um foreign listeners or indeed british listeners who haven't been to stonehenge are listening right now um don't go 
it's crap. Basically, you can drive past it and see everything you'd see is if you pay to go into the site. Yeah. I've Those... never been. I did a report, a news report on um, uh, Stonehenge once because uh, they found that the oldest prehistoric dog remains in the, in the UK, basically, that they, they, they travelled a long distance. Like, it had come from York all the way down to Stonehenge before Stonehenge was built. So, like, they found the remains, like, a prehistoric dog and its owner in this grave, which is weird, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it kind of suggests that we've been travelling to the site before Stonehenge was there. Mm. Um, so it was a significant place before they built the stones. But yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, that's probably uh, very boring to anybody listening who's expecting yes. some Sharknado 5 coverage. Yeah, so. here's some uh, Sharknado 5 coverage. So far, all the women in this film seem to be wearing leather trousers. Now, that seems to be very impractical uh, <laughs> for the adventures that are going to be going on because the the running i can't imagine they're the most flexible for doing some running or like jumping about and that also they're going to get hot very quick when you run it's gonna be a lot of sweat and a lot of chafage in those and you're going to get rash and it's going to be really uncomfortable when you're trying to avoid sharks from the sky um although that helmet that they've got there with the shark spin on it looks very aerodynamic maybe that helps (laughs) That counterbalances the whole uh, leather trousers business. They've just bought that from a joke shop that people, you know, wear in the sea when they're having a little swim on a seaside town with a shark fin on their head to try and scare people. Yep. Hang on. It's getting it's getting a lot of coverage on screen, so I imagine you can buy it. I thought that was Sharon from EastEnders for a minute. But it's not. It's somebody else <laughs> I recognise and I can't think who it is. Oh, I don't recognise it. But that's all, like, Sharknado is, right? They've been built on having celebrity cameos. Yeah. That's kind of what they're known for. Who is that? It's somebody like an. I need to get a proper. I don't know. Oh well, never mind. Never mind. He's never got... mind. They've no. gone. Yeah, yeah, that's that's them done. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Sharknado. We've been covering this since the very beginning for some reason. Yeah. Because you remember, like, way back when the first one came out, and James, uh, that's James Diamond, founder of Fail Critics, I should add. Yeah. He was apoplectic with rage after watching Sharknado. Do you remember that? He bought it on DVD. He went to HMV and paid for it because he thought the name sounded funny. Hmm. But then he liked liked Iron Sky, so, you know. That's true. He did. He was pushing that, which was about Nazis on the moon or something. Moon moon Nazis. Moon Nazis. Was was it Icelandic or Finnish or something? I don't know. Yeah. European anyway, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. But um, I think the first Sharknado is terrible, but the second one is kind of... It got there before the series was too knowing, like too self-aware. It's, They've always been self-aware. They know what they are. But now it's a parody of a parody. That's that's exactly right. The first one was just exploitation cinema. Mm. Um, the second one was aware of what it was and just had a lot of fun with itself and then the rest of them yeah it's just about cramming in celebrity names um i mean they've never really been about the story and they always have at least one or two cool scenes in it that usually get gift like the um was it the last one sharknado 4 that had the male stripper who crotch punched a flying shark out of the way yeah Do you remember that what the Bloody yeah. hell is going on now? Um, I mean, have well, there's we... Indiana Jones's hat. Yeah, have, and here he's going to pick the, something up and, and then run with... away. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Have yeah. we ever found out? Do you get it, called... Steve? Because it's like yeah. Indiana Jones. Mm. Do you get it? Yeah. Because mm. uh, it's like it's like that Indiana Jones. That's what it is. Mm. Just in, you know, just in case you didn't get it. Just to reiterate again, Steve, because they're going to do it a million times. It's like Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have we ever found out though what <laughs> what is causing over the over the previous four films what the cause of the shark nados are? Like, is it some evil scientist man who's doing it, or is it just some weird? You know, how come all these yeah. tornadoes are picking up sharks all of a sudden? Like, is is there any reason to it? Like, even if it's badly explained science, like you get on the day after tomorrow or twenty twelve. I imagine it might be something to do with the neutrinos. They might have mutated into, Mut- into yeah. sharks or into yeah. tornadoes. One or the other. Mm. This film. This film looks like it's going to try and explain the backstory to Sharknadoes somewhat. I think it is going to build on that mythology. Mm. But. I mean, at the at the end of the day, nobody cares. No one's watching it for that. I am. <laughs> you are. You may be. Oh, yeah, you, Indiana you might Jones. Want the, the story, but yeah, more Indiana Jones. Mm. But I think you're right. It's probably going to establish some kind of mythos for where the Sharknadoes originated. But yeah. I just don't think anybody really cares. I know that you no. might, but most people. Here's, here's some. Don't. Here's they some... just want to see some Sharknadoes. Some sharks get chainsawed, stabbed with Here's, sticks, and hit against walls. You can see they've they've spunked all their CGI budget on the sharks when you look at this water. Yeah, I mean to be fair, it looks a bit better than the others do. Not much. I mean, no. it's still very much an asylum movie, but this is like big proper sets and lots of uh, CGI explosions and things. Yeah. And Finn Shepard, to be fair to him, he buffs out for these movies. You know, this isn't like a. 60-year-old Dean Kane with a big fat belly trying to climb out of a cave. It's, um, you know, an actor taking his role seriously. He's not taking his career seriously. But not his career. <laughs> I mean, I'd argue I've been in school plays with more credibility. Possibly. But I still, I will keep going back to this. I do think the second Sharknado film is is good. Like, it is the... Good in terms of it's enjoyable. Mm. You know, it's not a particularly well-made, traditionally well-made movie. But what it is, is just nuts and uh, a laugh. You know, it's a film, like, at the minute, I've cracked open a beer because I think that is probably the only sensible way mm. that we can do this. We've just had our first death but, uh, yeah. of the, of so the we're film. Our, yep. Um, first death, first yeah. ad break as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so we've got a few things to talk about in the ad breaks though, right? Yeah, we're going to fill some time. I think the first thing we should probably say is that Character Unlock, our sister gaming podcast, our third sister gaming podcast, it spawned after we'd had um, Field and Mullinger, Underground Nights, and then we had Front Row, my um, radio show, and now Character Unlock has taken off 20 plus episodes already. <laughs> it doesn't feel, feel like it's been that long, but they're on their new iTunes feed. They'll no longer be published through failed critics. So check them out on there. John Miller, Andrew Brooker, talking games. Have you been on character? You haven't been on character unlock yet, have you, Steve? No, they've not done their football manager special yet, so I've not been invited on at the moment. So it should be a football manager special or FIFA or something like that, right? They get Matt Lambourne for FIFA um, and get get me for football manager. Yeah, I could. Uh, yeah, I think John Miller's a bit. He's into. Um, John Miller. I could have just said John. I don't, I don't know why I say, said his full name. 
But John, Johnny, uh, Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny, Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah. Yeah. That would be quite the coup. No offense mm. to John, but yeah, Johnny Lee Miller <laughs> as a co-host of one of our sister podcasts would be pretty, yeah, pretty cool. But he's not. So. No. Yeah, so that's Character Unlocked on its own uh, iTunes feed now. Give them, make sure you subscribe. I mean, if you've enjoyed listening to it on Foul Critics, it would be a shame for them to kind of lose their audience because they're on a new feed. So yeah. please do go and subscribe. Give them a like and a rating as well. Uh, and a review over on iTunes. Yeah. Because every every little thing like that really helps to push a podcast. So... There's some weird advert yeah, choices. Please cho- do that. Sorry, there's some weird advert choices in this first ad break. I mean, we've had, we've gone from like a yeah. super casino, online casino thing with a quite attractive young lady. Uh, before that was like a retirement uh, plan advert. And I can't see too many people looking at. Um, What's the crossover? <laughs> yeah. You know, how many people with a reti- looking for a retirement plan are going to be watching Sharknado 5? I, I don't know, actually. I would uh, imagine it's a very tiny, if non-existent, crossover. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the people who've paid for that advert are the daft ones there, really. Complete, completely yeah. wasted. Uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson, mm. might might be fun. I think it could be fun. I think it could be one of the sort of sleeper hits this, um, this summer. Yeah. One of the films that comes out that everyone's kind of expecting there'll be okay and then it's just really good yeah. proper laugh out loud fun because ryan yeah. reynolds is on a bit of a role lately isn't it since deadpool he's been kind of yeah or around deadpool well even before that i was gonna say yeah deadpool and the voices i thought was was fantastic yeah uh, did you watch the voices uh yes i did yes it was great little film wasn't it yeah really just like interesting and yeah so i think he's on a bit of a a, a, a kind of role of it's got a bit of momentum going into this, and mm. everything about it says that it'll be quite fun. Yeah. Plus, Samuel L. Jackson's always good value. Yeah, it's always very shouty and good value. What do you, what do you think of these Halifax adverts where they have all the old like cartoons and things? I think they're crap. I think they're rubbish as well. The, the Thunderbirds ones and all the Hanna-Barbera ones, and they're just a bit yeah. Hate the ones just with the out the, the fake the really. fake outtakes as well. Yeah. Although I saw the advert with um, was it Miss Penelope? The one yeah. that was just on TV. She was... Uh, I saw that in the cinema because I went to see Valerian, which I will talk about in one of the next few ad breaks as well. And mm. there was outtakes from that where she was swearing. I thought... That's kind of... I mean, I do... It made people in the cinema laugh. Put it that way. Yeah. People in the cinema with me thought it was funny. But then they left that, laughed their asses off at all those Kevin Bacon ones. So, oh. you know, no matter how many times they saw mm. it... Life of Kar- as if we need more Kardashians. Oh, it looks like we're very <laughs> London-centric for this film. ICV have got on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no no Piers Morgan on this Good Morning Britain, no. Um, I was so, just about to say the same so thing. They're, couldn't they're, couldn't yeah. even get P- Piers Morgan. <laughs> they got some standards, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, Louis Spence, the dancing, the dancing man. <sighs> Did you watch The Crystal Maze? You know, they rebooted The Crystal Maze. Yeah, with Richard Iowardi. Uh, with Richard Iowardi. Yeah. 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 And they had Louis Spence on one of the episodes, didn't they? Yeah, and they left him locked in the room because exactly. he was that irritating. Exactly. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Joey Essex is a special kind of stupid. I just think that he is a bit dippy, but plays up to that, like, enormously. And 
people like Louis Spence and Joey Essex uh, and all that, like where it glorifies being stupid and annoying and obnoxious and attention seeking. I hate that at the moment. It re- it's really off putting. And the fact mm. that Louis Spence is in this is also just making Sharknado there's no, Five. There's even no more reason off-putting. for it. They must have really good agents because, all right, these are, these are crap films. But surely you mm. could get some sort of half. Surely. Surely, even in Louis Spence's role here, they could have got Danny Dyer's probably a bit of a push, but they could have got like an EastEnders or a Corey actor, somebody with a bit of, you know, a bit of something about Actual them. acting ability or history. Yeah. yeah. They don't go for that, though, do they? they I mean, like, um, Jedward were in one of them, weren't they? Were yeah. Sharknado 3? Yeah, they could have at they least just, got... They just want the celebrity cameo. That's the that's the target they go for. They could have at least got Paul Dangerous to Nan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. Hasn't she got um, Tara Reid? Hasn't she got like a robotic arm? Yeah, she had one That's arm. That's why she bit... can hold this helicopter down. Yeah, one arm yeah. was bitten off by a shark. Her career is don't See, nosedive. That's what I, mean, though. I don't care about consistency. Yeah, it's gone downhill quite, mm. quite a bit. Although, again, I say that, but she's now quite well known for the Sharknado films. They're just like phenomenon. For, uh, they're a phenomenon for um, the asylum purveyors of the infamous mockbusters you know they moved from their, their model changed it was quite clever of them mm. they went from establishing themselves as the people behind stuff like um transmorphers and yeah. didn't uh, they do it uh, you know uh, it wasn't their atlantic rim as well there was atlantic rim um stuff like that which is basically designed to just hoodwink people i mean i'm looking uh, through the imdb now at all the cameos, and I'm going to try and spot some of them. I can see that Dolph Lundgren is in this film at some point. Brilliant. You know, that'd be that. Be Jordan, quite, Jordan's quite, dead. Uh, Jordan's dead. Jordan. Jordan was in it. Jordan's dead. Yeah. yeah. Who's this guy with the guitar? Uh, that I don't know. He's going to hit by a bus. Is he going to? Is he's on front of the bus? Is he going to chase the uh, sharks off with his guitar music? Is this what we reduced to? It's just going to be a, a insufferable mess, isn't it? <laughs> what have we let ourselves in for? Because yeah. this is going to be on till like eleven p.m. What else? What else is least. on? Oh man, Steve, I think we've made a huge mistake. <laughs> mm. Oh, this is just right. He's just kicked the shark. Yeah, he kicked the shark. Oh, we're a buck house now. We might get might yeah. get some royals. No, that would be a cameo. If any they had, of, uh, you know, a, any of the royal family. A, a top-tier royal. I'm not talking like a Prince, Prince Andrew or, uh, you know, Duchess of Kendall. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking top t- I'm talking, I'm talking Queen, uh, Charles, uh, William or Harry. Uh, to, you know, top-tier mm-hmm. royal. Not one of the second-class ones. Not some Duke of somewhere. Not some Earl or something. A proper yeah. oh, one. Well, there's Tom Daly. <laughs> Tom Daly... Jumping! Oh, th- this is just barbaric. How this is he, what this is inflicting this on people. How did he fire a pod from the mil- Millennium Wheel? At- so they must have specifically made this targeted. Uh, I don't. I can't. I just don't even know. With all the cameos, they must have specifically targeted this at a British audience because no one in America is going to know who any of these cameos are. It's odd, isn't it? I mean, I wonder. Maybe if- it's just really popular over here and not in mm. America. Do you know? Do you know what would? Why is what? Tari's got a jetpack in her foot. Yeah, I did. I don't get it either. 
Do you know what would make this if they ended up in Albert Square? I would, I would forgive everything if that happened. I, mean, I would honestly forgive the whole thing if they ended up in Albert Square. And Danny Dyer was in it and served them a drink. And the punched Vic. a shark. Does he work in yeah. the Queen Vic? Yeah. Yeah, everyone does. Here we go. Big Ben's destroyed. Of course it is. You can't have a film set in London that doesn't destroy London. Them's the rules, no. I think. Mm. You've got to see, yeah, Big Ben being destroyed. That's got to happen. Why yeah, is Tara? Why is Tara Reed Iron Man? I don't know. There's there's no semblance of Tara Reed left inside of her anymore. She's just all cyborg. See, there's a film. There's the existential crisis they need. Yeah. <laughs> How <laughs> human is she? Is she more robot than person? Mm. Go go a bit ghost in the shell. With this her. is just bizarre. What are they running at? Oh my! Unarmed. Me. Oh, come on. When's the next ad break? End this nonsense already. These sharks seem to be a bit too proficient on land. That's the thing, right, about Sharknado. Why are they able to actually fly? I know there's, like, being whipped up in a tornado. But, I mean, forgive me if I'm wrong, but you can't normally control where you go when you're in a tornado. Never mind if you're a shark. I've seen the film Twister. I know I know how difficult it is. Oh, my... What the hell? So, we've just had the opening titles to the film. What the... We are... <laughs> We are, well, it started at ten past, ten past nine, it's and now... we are now, by my clock, 9.37, mm. and we've got the opening titles. We've had an ad break before the opening titles. Maybe maybe this is the end credits. I mean, maybe maybe giving the crown to the, the woman there, who I assume was, a, was, was the queen, um, maybe that's the end credits. Maybe it's done now. No, I'm afraid not. We're back in London. <laughs> so... They're deploying a blimp to take down the Sharknado. Why would you name your blimp after the Hindenburg? <laughs> it's like if you had... That's another good question. It's like if you had a new new cruise ship and you called it the Titanic. Could you name another famous blimp? Uh, the Turtle Blimp. The Turtle Blimp. <laughs> and there you go. Another one, though. Steve Wynn. Yeah, was, that, was that Lucy Pinder? That was Lucy Pinder. Um, I know her from Lads Mags. <laughs> good who is this? She's somebody, isn't she? Uh, she's um, Uhura from Star Trek. Oh, yes. Oh, there we go. No man has gone before. Never, yeah. Well done, love. Sharknados. They evolve like apes. Quality dialogue. Uh, anyway, ad break. <laughs> yeah. What else are we going to talk about then? So, what have you been watching that we can talk about other than Sharknado Ooh, well, in the past um, sort of week I'll or so. I'll tell you what, aside from um, watching stuff just quickly, right, I, re I renewed my passport and it took a week. I was really surprised about a week. that. Mm, you can do That's it now. If, if you're renewing your passport, you can do it all online now. You can take the picture yourself. Mm -hmm. You can take If you've got a white wall at home, you can take the picture yourself, get someone else to do it. And literally, you go online, you put your details in, you upload your picture you send it off uh with your old passport and as long as they're okay with the picture and you're not a terrorist done and it says up to three weeks it's taken seven days for the whole thing to happen i've got my new passport it's ridiculous uh so well done government excellent news yeah um yeah just so just in case anyone <laughs> you know I, I just couldn't believe it took mm -hmm. a week to get a passport i was expecting it to take ages 
I was expecting to come back and say, no, the photo, you're smiling or there's a shadow on it or you, mm. you can see a gap in your mouth or some... No? Fine. Anyway, um, what happened? We've been watching Rick and Morty since that's come back, haven't we? Oh, yeah. So Rick and Morty's on Netflix and it's being released uh, an episode every week yeah. alongside the uh, screenings in America. Yeah. Right? So that's good because we were worried a little bit about how we were going to get hold of Rick and Morty mm. um, initially, the new series, yeah. season three. Yeah. Been good so far, I think. We both watched the first episode. I've watched the second episode. So episode two was the one with... Um, like the Mad the Max. The Mad Max. Stuff. Yeah. We should be watching that instead of Sharknado. Yeah, we, we wouldn't want to be talking all over that, would we? That's true. It would just be a completely silent episode. Yeah. Well, uh, just brilliant, manically funny, weird. Yeah. Mm. It has been very good. The, yeah. I really liked the uh, Mad Max episode. Summer going a bit crazy, and it just like it. It's obviously full of pop culture references still, yeah. Because that seems to be what it's entirely built. Well, on. it's it's the same guy did Community, and that was full of pop culture references, wasn't it? Exactly, yeah. Dan Harmon. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what my favorite Rick and Morty episode is. I like the one where the, they go to that uh, planet and play on the computer game, and he lives out an yeah. entire life. Uh, I, oh, that was just so funny. I quite like the Purge one, the Purge episode. The Purge is good. And the Me Seeks episode is great as well. Yeah. And Get Swifty. Show me what you got. <laughs> yeah. And the one where he goes into the car, so his own battery, because he's made his own universe in there to power his car. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a, it's just brilliant ideas, isn't it? Yeah. I hate they think of all that stuff. Is always really impressive, and they come up with new concepts and new things to do with the characters to keep yeah. them interesting. Because it could so easily be like so smug and insufferable, but mm. it isn't. It's just really, I mean, the callbacks in it as well that they have stuff you don't pick up on until you've watched it two or three times. Yeah, it's just great. The whole setup for everything is so intricate. Yeah, actually, considering it's only 20 minutes an episode. It's yeah. just bonkers how much they cram into it. Mm. Yeah. So Rick and Morty's been really good. Have you watched anything else lately? I have, but it looks like we're coming back to Sharknado soon. Fucking Sharknado. Um, been watching Game of Thrones since that's come back, but we can uh, we can do some Game of Thrones chat in the next ad break. Oh, great. I will genuinely look forward to that because I'm not looking forward to Sharknado 5 coming back on. Mm. Why is the Prime Minister American? I don't is think it's Is that just worth... not going to be addressed? <laughs> It's not it's not worth questioning at this point, is it? He's dead. Oh. It's a Hindenburg. Why is it that? It's a family name. But it can withstand a tornado. Yes. You still wouldn't so. it doesn't matter if it's a family name, you still wouldn't call it Hindenburg. I don't like this, Steve. Make it stop. <laughs> We've committed to this now. Uh so what we did, what, what, we, what have we done with Sharknado in the past? Because we had the first episode where we reviewed it. The second episode, we did a preview and a full review on the, on the website on failcritics.com. I, I live tweeted one of them. And then was it three them. and four? I was going to say, did you do three and four or just one of them? I, I think I only did one of them. We kind I think, of turned yeah. it into a big event thing. Yeah. Because to me, it's a bit like Eurovision. You know, everyone tunes in to watch you. But even this year, I mean, I'm looking on Twitter, there aren't really that many people talking about it. Last time, there was tons of comments. I think it's, I think it's literally jumped the shark. Very good. 
Mm. Everyone's impressed with that one. There's just no sense to any of this. We need to get in that Sharknado. No, you don't. Just don't. So let's. Have, I'm going to have a look through some tweets. Randy Lincoln, at Randy Lincoln 5, who's watching live, he said, anybody else missed their wedding for this movie? If he's missed his wedding for Sharknado 5. I feel sorry for his... his I feel sorry for his good lady wife. Well, presumably isn't his wife. Well, yeah. Otherwise he wouldn't be marrying her. Mm. Unless he has a wife already, in which case, yes. Maybe, maybe he's, he's a bigamist. Yeah. Possible. We don't know. Uh, any other tweets? The sharks have gone too far this time. Nothing interrupts afternoon tea in the UK. That's from Nick the Wheel. We didn't see any queuing, did we, in, in, in the English in the English base bit. We didn't see any queuing. I didn't see any pinky fingers either when people no. were drinking their tea. No. You know. The, the the research department on this film is just terrible. I know we've got the offspring zone tracking. I mean that I can deal with. Yeah, but this is like a song that's about twenty years old. <laughs> I don't even get what's happening. They are actually jumping well, sharks now. I'm pretty sure in the third one or the second one they jumped a shark on a jet ski. Which was meant to be obviously mm. a no to when the Fonz jumped it wearing skis. Yeah. Like, how are there so many sharks in these tornadoes? They're basically wiping out the entire sort of species of various sharks. How many species of shark can you name? Between the two of us, how many species <laughs> of shark could we name? Hammerhead. Yeah. Tiger shark. Great white. Great white. Blue yeah. shark. Bull shark. Uh, basking shark. Yeah, silver shark. Isn't a dogfish technically a shark? That's true, yeah, dogfish. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that's it, isn't it? Eight? Yeah, what are those that'll... really little ones, those tiny ones? Um, about like six inches or something like that. Guppies. <laughs> Guppies. Mm. <laughs> a six-inch guppy would be a fucking massive guppy. I'll tell you what, they're going to start killing off huskies with sharks. going to be furious. They're lovely dogs. Yeah. Right, if Tara reads Iron Man, why is she on a fucking sled? It doesn't make any sense. Just get an Iron Man. You know, all the reactions, I'm struggling to find any negative comments here on Twitter. Get in, Sharknado 5 is on. Uh, oh, this is a good one. London Bridge is falling down. That's Tower Bridge, you idiot. There we go. I That's think the that, Twitter I, rage I like I think, to see. I think that happens quite often, doesn't it? People mistaking Tower yeah. and London Bridge. Oh, they've yep. got themselves into the Sharknado. That's what they wanted to do. <laughs> Nick the Wheel, again, is tweeting on Twitter. He said, uh, I might have missed a very plot, uh, important plot point, but where did the mountains come from? Or are they the ones just outside Coventry? Where, where did they come from, actually? Well, they, where it did, did they go? It, it did say that they in it did say that they're in Switzerland. It did come up on the screen. They were in Switzerland. Uh, okay, they're in Switzerland. I don't know how they. Coventry. I don't really know how they got there. Now they're in Australia. Mm. Yeah, never realised how close London was to Switzerland. Here we go. Oh my god, this is so bad. From Jeff Lowe's. Yeah, I agree. I have to. I have to agree. I think what I will talk about then is a film that I did watch this weekend and also found to be pretty crap uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets you quite sensibly avoided this one Steve yeah is that right you decided you weren't going to waste any of your time on it the new Luke Besson film I was uh, watching wheelbarrow races you was at a carnival all weekend mm. 
Yeah. This is Luke Besson's film about two partners played by um, Cara Delevingne, who plays Loreline, and Dane DeHaan, who plays the title character Valerian. And they're pilots working for the government. They fly spaceships and they... I mean, I could give you the plot. I said um, on my radio show this morning on Books 101 Radio, I could give you the plot, but it's just so... It's just nonsensical. It doesn't really make a huge lot of sense. They start by trying to uncover, to recover, I should say, a stolen object and then discover that it's to do with some conspiracy about an alien race that were wiped out by a mad general who's played by Clive Owen. And then it just goes all over the place. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. It jumps all over the, the shop. Uh, Dane DeHaan. Now, I've liked him in previous things. You know, I guess a lot of people recognise him as um, Green Goblin from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, but he's also been in Chronicle. He was good in Chronicle. I really liked him a lot in The Place Beyond the Pines. He was in Warm Bodies. And he was he just cannot be the lead actor that they want for this film because he looks like he's about 12 years old and he has no charisma whatsoever to be the leading womanizing pilot mm. just none at all it just doesn't convince you at any point whereas Cara Delevingne does quite well considering she doesn't have very much to work with in the first place the script is poor they have Really poor dialogue, but yeah. So, I mean, it looks pretty, I guess. That's the only thing that it's got going for it because it's like a fantasy space opera, um, a bit like Star Wars, based on a 50-year-old French comic book. Um, it looks quite pretty, and I was reading up about this. They did Luc Besson designed 200 unique, different creatures for this film. There's like over 200 different species, which you see. And to be fair, I mean, they, they do look great. I mean, there's the, the designs on them, they all kind of look, if not realistic or convincing, at least, like, there's noticeable differences between them. It's not just, like, one's got big eyes and one's purple and one's quite short. And, you know, there's, there's like, thought and effort that's been put into them, uh, into the way they look. And apparently the cast were given, like, this booklet with all of the monsters it all the no, not monsters all the different alien species in it mm. uh, and told to research how these like creatures um how they all behave differently so like when they're acting across from whatever species it might be at that particular time they know how it reacts like they know how it will move and how it will behave so they really like went to town on this like world building if i was an actor which is admirable if i was an actor yeah and Luke Besson gave me that, I'd go and do a different film. <laughs> I just couldn't be bothered. Like no. 200. If it's like, if it's like 10 or like yeah. 25, be like, okay, fine. 200. I mean, mate, come on. I kind of think it's quite cool though. I mean, I, it's not like they have dialogue or long conversations with over 200 different species. You know, mm. you just see them about and, you know, it's the way they bump into them and the way that, um, you know, they might look at each other and stuff. They, they kind of have this uh, built, built up mythology about how the characters behave, which I thought was quite a nice touch. 
I think that's quite quite cool. But I mean, like Luke Besson's, I guess his most famous sci-fi slash fantasy thing was The Fifth Element. Did you have you seen The Fifth Element with Bruce Willis? And- yeah, and um, and former Premier League footballer and QPR player Fitz Hall. That's right. Yeah, I always forget yeah. Fitz Hall's in that. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. Do you, are you are you a fan of um, Fifth Fit- Element? Yeah, I like the Fifth Element. Um, better film than Fitz Hall was Defender. That's not difficult. No. <laughs> um, uh, was Fitz Hall the guy who came up with that whole A symbol that players suddenly started doing for about a season? No, I don't think that was, was him. Because he was, was that he was not him. No, because he was Defender, so he didn't score many goals, so it wouldn't have been him. Oh, we're back. But he had like a clo- yeah, he had a, like a clothing range though, didn't he? That was like I believe that so, yeah. Yeah. Was that him? I think that did Fitzall also play for Marseille? No. He played did for Did he go on loan to Mar- No. Someone... No, that was Tyrone Mings. Uh and he had Ty on the back of his shirt rather than Mings. Um I suppose Mings. Well... Mings isn't a great surname, <laughs> is it? No, Tyrone Ty- no. Tyrone Mings, no, isn't he the one who's at Bournemouth? So not there wasn't Tyrone Mings. Yeah. It was Tyrone something. He's a left back, but he looks like a centre back. Tyrone yeah, Mings. but that's not He's the same. Mings, that's that's not the same one. Uh, the one we're talking about, he went to Marseille. Is somebody else? Ty, well, I'm sure it was Ty something. Tyrone Mears. That's Tyrone it. Mears. That's him. Yes. The women's uniforms in this film are pretty pretty similar, aren't they? All round. Just leather. Black leather cleavage. It's a requirement, I think. Mm. Tyrone Mears currently plays for Atlanta in uh, MLS. Does he? He's yep. he's done all right with a limited skill set, hasn't he? I mean, to be fair, if you're a League One slash Championship standard footballer, and you get an offer to move to like New York Red Bulls or LA Galaxy, or you yeah. might as well do it, aren't you? Mm. Just take but three, it- four years out of your career. <laughs> Go and have a laugh in America. Mm. Sharknado 5, Steve. Sharknado 5, have you been keeping up? Uh, yeah, they're shouting at each other now. We've got I to have the obligatory crying scene. The The actress has to have a bit of a teary scene to show she can really act if she wanted to. I just wish it was over. She just said she wants it all to go away. You yeah. and me both. Preach, sister. Preach. I hate sharks more than anything. Of course you do. What else would you possibly hate in this universe where sharks fucking live in tornadoes? Like, what would you possibly hate more? Tornadoes. So what you, was... you either hate sharks or you hate tornadoes or you hate sharknadoes. What? To if be fair, you... it is kind of like a utopian society, right? Because they have sharks and tornadoes that destroy like humanity all the time, but nobody seems that bothered about it. They, they go, no. oh no, there's another Sharknado. Let's get Finn Shepard in because he once tackled a Sharknado out in America. It's kind of like an otherwise peaceful society. Some awful Australian accents here. Um, there must be a way to tackle a Sharknado peacefully. They haven't always um, got to put a bomb in the middle of it and blow it up. Sharknado versus a uh, leopard quake. <laughs> Yeah, this, that's some way down the line, or a isn't it? Raptor. And they do all these crossover things. A raptor storm. Did they do a spider quake or something like that? Tarantula. Possibly. Tarantula lava or something like that. Yeah. With spiders coming out of a volcano. Yeah. If not, I'm coining that now. Asylum. 
tarantula lava is mine. Oh. The Sydney Opera House is being transformed. I bet it is. Or to put it into better English, is transforming. A lot of these women are very impractically dressed for, for their jobs. If they want to dress like that for work, that is their it's fine. It prerogative. Just, it just seems... It's, it's not a, it's not a style thing and it's not an aesthetics thing. It's a practicality thing. Like, um... Jessica Chastain. No, was it Bryce Dallas Howard running around the jungle in high heels? In Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Yeah. No, it's Bryce Bryce Dallas Howard. It was Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. I get them confused all the time. Yeah. Tony Hawks has just turned up. Yeah, it's done with his skateboard, yeah. of course. Yeah, done a done a ollie, a kickflip yeah. one eighty. You could, do you recognise those moves or are you just making them up? No, I recognise those. How have how yeah. is the Sydney Opera House able to transform? Like, what's why is it? Why is it the Australians know that they need to do this to defeat the Sharknadoes? They're a clever bunch, the Aussies. They know they're what not. to do in they're, the case they're of not. a Sharknado. They're <laughs> not. Bunch of, bunch of drongos. Oh, dear. Mm. They're not a bunch of flaming drongos. One of one of my favourite Simpsons episodes is Bart versus Australia. Is Tony Hawk's actually going to get eaten by a shark? That's the only way people can exit a Sharknado film. I don't know. He might grind down its face with his skateboard. Yeah. Does he actually still skateboard? I doubt it, isn't it? Because it was a long capacity. time ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, did they specifically ask for Tony Hawk? Not the, not the film like in casting. I mean, like the people here, Finn, Finn McShark face... Did he actually ask for Tony Hawk to go and do what he did, or was he just in the area and went to help out? He was just passing with his helmet, his shin pads, mm. his knee pads, his elbow pads, his gloves, least, and his skateboard. At least he was safety conscious. Exactly. Because when you're going to go rocket skating up the side of the Sydney Opera House, you better wear a helmet. Mm. No, it's flying off and shooting lasers. I've got through a can and a half of Stella. I've got a, st- a, a, a can and a half of wife beater in me. And still not enjoying this. Yeah, I've been on my crack pipe and not enjoying this. <laughs> it's just beyond the joke now. But we'll probably be back and doing this again next year, though. That's the thing. I won't. You can do a bloody pool if you want. <laughs> she just said, let's throw another shark on the barbie. I'm not even joking. Someone here of Tales From Me on Twitter. Sharknado5. Wouldn't firing lasers risk hitting small child? Question mark. Yeah, got to be safety conscious. I mean, they haven't thought this through, have they? No, definitely not. Oh, we're in Brazil. Obviously, bungeeing into Sharknado is the answer. Why didn't they think of this sooner? Yeah. Matt, at Puff, Matty. Well, I mean, what are you hanging the bungee from to get into the... as high as the Sharknado? Yeah, higher than, even. Why have we got another 45 minutes of this to watch? Is it really 45 minutes to go? Well, if it, if it finishes at 11, yes. Christ almighty. There are a lot of breasts in this film. Oh my God, Indiana Jones, Sam Fox and Sharks under Stonehenge. It's perfect already. I think we have very different opinions or definitions of the word. Can you tweet them back and just say, has the dictionary changed the definition of perfect? You absolute moron. Okay, what else have you been watching? Because I know you watched another kind of Asylum-y film. Arctic Blast. Yeah, Arctic, Arctic Blast, which was on uh, Netflix UK. And in Arctic Blast, what happened was... I don't know why it's called Arctic Blast. It's an Australian-Canadian uh, film, and it's set in Australia. So that's why it's confusing to me why it's called Arctic Blast when it's clearly near the Antarctic. 
But whatever. Right. whatever. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and it's essentially Home and Away meets uh, The Day After Tomorrow. Um, there's a guy. He's okay, a, he, that's an a interesting gu- combination. There's a guy. He's a scientist man. And he's a very clever scientist man, and he can predict like weather and stuff. Um, but he can't predict this straight away. And it's like really cold weather that can like freeze you on the spot, like minus uh, two hundred degrees Celsius. Like, and it comes and freezes people. And it's something to do with the ozone layer. It, it like okay. it makes a point at the start of the film. The coldest place on Earth isn't the North Pole or the South Pole, like people think. It's actually x amount of distance above the earth surface surface in the ozone layer and then over over australia in real life where there's like some depletion of the ozone layer that's something to do with it Uh, well it's along the equator somewhere isn't it i don't know but it just freezes it freezes people and everything um yeah it's really badly acted the cgi is awful it's it's it just, yeah, it's one. It could be. It, if you're told it as a silent film, you wouldn't be surprised. Put it that way. Mm. But I remember is it a, watching an asylum film. No, I remember though coming home no. sometimes or in the afternoon, you know, whatever. My dad would be watching some awful disaster movie on sci-fi, and it'd be like the sun getting too hot, and people have to go and yeah. live underground to get out of it for a bit, or there's solar solar flares knock out all like communication on Earth, and someone has to go and do something to fix it and it's just loads of films like that and they're all crap but that crap they're that crap you want to watch the end of them there have been some films like that that have turned out to be kind of entertaining though there was um uh i think it was two-headed shark attack i think it was called that was a bit like that and then it turned out to be kind of just dumb fun yeah and super shark and stuff like that where they just kind of they are like crap but at the same time it's not so you get a lot of them that are produced or um i think there was one that was directed by roger corman so roger corman is the master of making bad movies entertaining to watch Mm. but then you get stuff like sharknado 5 he's got his artifacts back now this is going to somehow stop the sharks Game of Thrones. How's Game of Thrones been this season? Because I haven't been watching. It's it. been good. Um, four episodes in out of a short season of seven. Um, it's been it's been very good. I mean, some story arcs bore me, and some I find really interesting. So mm-hmm. it all depends on. I I find at the moment I find Bran ridiculously boring, um, and Arya is well I couldn't care less about. But um, which one's the... Bran? Is Bran the boy, the son of Bran... Sean, uh, Sean Bean? Yeah, he's Sean Bean's son, who's now a tree person who can see the future and the past at the same time. Yeah, that has been the worst storyline in the the whole thing since the beginning. I know it's important to the overall mythology in that, but it's just boring. Mm. Um, I mean, Daenerys is is pretty boring, but like some of the the battle scenes, like the there's a like a battle in the last episode. And that was that was really just brilliant to watch. It was brutal. Um, yeah, it's just mm. there's so many mm. different threads to it, and some you're just not interested in, and you can't wait for it to finish. You and then because you know you'll just end up finding out what happens to him in the end, and others you really quite get engrossed in. 
It's interesting, though, that yeah. um, they're obviously they've had the books to base up until this season on, and now they don't actually have the books because he's taking ages to actually finish writing them. Is uh, George R. R. Well, that's Martin. the thing, right? I, I thought this series was the final series, but apparently it isn't. It's the penultimate series. Yes, it's going to be eight series, and this is the seventh. And I think this one's mm. seven episodes, and the final series is eight episodes. So do you think by the end of this series, we'll have Daenerys confronting the Starks and the blonde ones, whatever they're called? The Lannisters... Yes. Well, obviously, the big the big problem is the White Walkers. So you'd have thought that at some point everybody is going to unite. All the the, the the peoples of Westeros are going to unite to take on the White Walkers because that's the the main enemy, the ice zombie people. Yeah. But you know, I don't know how it'll all work out. I mean, at the moment, you've got Daenerys at war with the Lannisters, pretty much. Um, Jon Snow and the North more concerned with the White Walkers. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I said some characters just don't care less about. Couldn't care less. No, I mean, they seem to kill off a lot of the more interesting ones most of the time anyway, don't they? They have a habit of just, like, shock killing off characters. They do just sort of out of nowhere kill off somebody and you're not expecting it. Yeah. But we haven't had any... Actually, no, I'd best not say anything. Although people mo- are mostly up to date with it, I suppose. But I, I haven't, like I said, watched yeah. any of it because I don't have Sky Atlantic. And so... Yeah. Um, And also, like, the last you have, series... You have like, to stream I, it I, illegally. I'd have to stream it illegally, but I don't. So I haven't watched any of it. But I have... The last series I binge-watched. And I think because we did that, I much prefer doing that than watching it week by week. Yeah, some shows work better like that. I mean, The Walking Dead works a lot better if you binge watch it than if you just watch it episodically. Because mm. out of a you know out of a twenty episode season or whatever for The Walking Dead, about eight of those are just pure filler where nothing happens. Yeah. Oh, Sharknado Five is back, and we've just had the Pope. He's a good looking Pope. You reckon? As far as popes go. He's played by an actor called Fabio. I bet he is. Yeah. So I think he was a model or something. I know he was in um, Zoolander. Finn Shark Puncher has just kissed the Pope's ring. We had to have that joke in there. Hmm. Be disappointed if I didn't. Yeah, exactly. At least it's only, at least it's only half an hour left. This does finish at, definitely finish at 11, doesn't it? You've checked that. I've double-checked it, yeah, just to make sure. Why has the Pope got this weapon? Um, it is best not to question these things. So another thing that I've just noticed, looking through the IMDb profiles of people who are in this film, Lucy Pinder, who we saw earlier on in the film, she is in Dangerous Game, Steve. The I bet she film is. That you, are ha- you have to watch because you lost the quiz a couple of weeks back. A few weeks yes. back. In fact, is now a good time as any to explain... That we didn't do a podcast last week because of a few sort of glitches in the schedule and technical difficulties we've been having over the past few few episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week we didn't do a podcast because I was um, I was I was busy and um, poor scheduling by my part of when I was busy. Um, yeah, so originally yeah. we were going to do a football-themed podcast with Paul Field and um, Liam as well. Liam was going to join us uh, because of Dangerous Game. 
which is a quote unquote football film. Yeah. About a Premier League footballer who gets involved with a gang and robs a bank or something like that. A film that Paul Field described as worse than United Passions. But we had to postpone it. it we'll do it again at some point because I, I really like doing like that idea. I don't think we've actually had a proper football podcast before. Um, do you want some Sharknado trivia? Hit me. Um, so it was shot in 18 days. What was, the, what was your idea for a tarantula? That's quite a long period. What was your um, uh, tarantula-based movie called? Tarantula-lava. Well, you've got some bad news because um, this goes back to... So Steve Gutenberg was offered the lead role of Finn Shepard, turned it down. When the film became a cult hit, Gutenberg regretted to the point he accepted a role in sci-fi's Lava Lantula, a movie about a giant uh. fire-breathing... About giant fire-breathing tarantulas that attack Los Angeles. Tarantula-lava is better, isn't it? Ian Zeeling was Ian Zeeling was uh, unsure of doing the movie until talking to his wife, who insisted uh, that he do the film as they had another child on the way and he needed work. Steve Gutenberg has also been in Sharknado Four, by the way. Right, of course he has. Yeah, he made it eventually. He got there. Many crew members became seasick during principal photography as well as one of the actors, so not everything could be filmed at the time, hence pickups were needed. A lot of the pickups were done with the boat at the dock, so not to get uh, crew or talent seasick again. Not that committed to the cause, then. No. They've just, they've just gone through a portal and landed in Tokyo. I either feel like we should have been paying full attention to this film to follow the plot, or... Plot doesn't make much sense. Well, the sharks have formed a giant shark in Tokyo. They've joined together to form the shape of a giant shark. He's this guy here who's playing like the hillbilly man. He's in uh, Z Nation, which oh, is you he? have yet, yeah, which you have yet to watch. Yeah, he's um, well, Z Nation is an asylum production, isn't it? Yeah, someone's just thrown a pokeball at. The shark thing. And it exploded. One down, 5,000 to go or mm. something. Oh, man. We've got 20 minutes to go and I just want to quit it already. I haven't got the willpower to do this. <laughs> like this this one who's dying now, she, in the, she was in the first Sharknado film, wasn't she? She was the one who worked behind the bar. And now she's dying. Yeah. And still a better death scene than um, what's the name in Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> So we had um, some screeners come through on Blu-ray. Uh, Return of the Living Dead 3, which is... I mean, I've seen it a million times before, and I remember seeing it when I was really young and probably very much too young to be watching Return of the Living Dead 3. Um, and all I can really remember from it is the nudity. But uh, we also had a Blu-ray screener for a film called Blood Diner, which is another one of these 80s... Um, it's not really a slasher film, but it's kind of about a cult and cannibalism. Um, I'll give you the synopsis that we had through. Uh, grab a table at the Blood Diner, a cut above the rest. The Tutman Brothers run the most popular restaurant in town. Popular, that is, if you're the county coroner. The head, that head is in quotation marks, the head chef has a real human touch with his special recipes. A killer lineup of delicacies made from human flesh. One of the most insane and over-the-top horror comedies ever made, Blood Diner is presented here fully uncut, 
restored from original vault materials and features a buffet of tasty supplemental features you'll just die for. I quite like that as a description. That was partly what attracted me to, to request that. To yeah. It was directed by um, someone called Jackie Kong, director. She was, um, I think this is her most famous movie. Uh, and she provides a audio commentary on this. I watched some of the film with some of the commentary, some of the film without the commentary. I have to be honest, it's not the best film commentary that I've ever watched. Sometimes you watch these and they always work better for me when it's like someone really heavily involved in the production who's got all that knowledge and insight to provide, working alongside maybe like a member of the cast who's a bit more naturally funny or interesting yeah so it's a little bit dry it's a lot of like jackie just talking about the making of the movie which is kind of interesting for places but not enough to make me think well i'll watch the entire film with that on and switch it off but it's got lots of stuff on the the featurettes there's there's tons of like missing scenes interviews they've got uh tv spots and things like that so it's quite a packed blu-ray decent blu-ray um and the film itself is i started off rolling my eyes and then by the end of the film, I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was it, it was actually quite fun. It was stupid. And it tr- it doesn't treat the audience with any ounce of intelligence. But it's not really that sort of film. It's just a daft horror comedy full of, uh, again, lots of nudity. But that's kind of what it was, you know, that's the audience it was targeting at the time. Lots and lots of gore. Terrible acting and terrible dialogue, but it's kind of inconsequential to the fact that the atmos- what the atmosphere and the tone of is going for. Just typical B-movie stuff, really. So, um, yeah, so that comes out on um, Blu-ray on the 28th of August and is worth worth having a look at. If, you, if you've never seen the uncut version, it, it looks great. It really doesn't look like a restored 80s film. It looks properly in HD, which I was surprised by as well, so... Kudos to the um, the team at uh, Vestron. It's part of the Vestron Collector series. So, yeah, that passed a bit of time, didn't it, whilst we were avoiding mentioning Sharknado 5? Yeah, because it has been utterly abysmal. Um, yeah, we've got... they're in Egypt now, properly globetrotting. Yeah, we seem to be like some kind of weird flashback thing now as well. I just don't understand. There doesn't seem to be a plot. It just doesn't seem to be cohesive at all. We're now at the pyramids and the Sphinx. Do you know what it needs? It needs an actual, like, MacGuffin. It needs a... Like, if they're... They know the Sharknado can only be defeated with that stone that they got at the first... In the very first scene. Mm. If it built the entire premise around they have to get to this particular temple at this particular time to get this particular stone... There's your your film. Yeah. Right? And then the Sharknado is the thing that happens around that. What they've done instead is, here's the Sharknado. Um, what the fuck do we do for 90 minutes? Yeah. It's kind of... It, it, it needed... And people... The MacGuffin is the most overused um, plot device in movies. But it just gives structure to what is otherwise a structureless mess of incohesive scenes or uncohesive scenes it's very much thinking of the title this is not a good film it's very much thinking of the title first and then working backwards from there 
rather than coming oh, up. Oh, absolutely. Rather than coming up with the idea and a plot and then just giving it a title afterwards. Which is fine for like one or even two movies. But at this point, just the basic semblance of plotline would have aided it considerably. I'm, it's just, I've had, I could have spent this two hours doing so much more important things. Um, what what would you what would you have done with your your two hours, Steve? It it would have all been quite boring, but it would have all been related to, to football tomorrow and getting this kit washed, doing some admin, uh, some uh, you know notifying people of what they need to bring tomorrow, that kind of stuff really. Um, and I would yeah, have admin things. I would have eaten. I would have had some food. Have you not eaten yet? No, not, not yet. food. Not since uh, not since lunchtime, no. Um, so I'm. That's pretty. That's pretty heavy going. So I'm going to end up having just some tortellini, I expect, because it will be quick to cook. Um, well, I don't really fancy. I don't really fancy it. Um, but the other option is. To... I, have you got any cold tins of beans? <laughs> no, I wish I did. Um, it's Tony Hawk's. Tony Hawk's <laughs> back. My other option is to drive to McDonald's or KFC, and I. Don't can't be really be able to do that. Sharknado's not put you in the mood for like fish and chips. <laughs> I couldn't get fish and chips if I wanted to at the moment. Have you ever had orange chips? No. Do you know what I even mean by orange chips? No. Orange chips are a black country thing. Like as in like where I'm from, the Midlands, West Midlands, Wolverhampton, Dudley, Albury, that kind of area. Right? So orange chips are chips that are battered. They are fucking delicious. And you can't, I can't get them anywhere except when I go back home. And my dad never liked them. He's never liked orange chips because he's from Birmingham, not the West, uh, not from um, the black country. So I very rarely have them. But the other thing is nobody ever seems to know what they are. Like they look at you like you're mad. Like they expect them to taste of like Fanta or Tango or something. They don't. They're not orange-flavoured. They're just orange-coloured because they're battered. Mm. Fuck, what, there we go. There's Jedwood again. What What do you I'm call finished. What do you call a bread roll where you're from? Just a cob. It's a cob. It's different everywhere, isn't it? Yeah, what do you call it? A bat? No, a bread roll. Just a bread roll. It's a bread roll. That's what it is. Oh, you, but you get all over the coast. Like bread roll, bap, balm cake, balm, cob fucking stotty yeah it was bread bottoms and it was a <laughs> it was a cob it was a cob by us a chip cob or you know cheese cob but a cob yeah. a cob roll for me I don't is think it's that. a cob roll for me is something different like a bread roll is like a soft bread roll a cob roll is like a crusty roll and they're two different things yeah this is what it's come this is what it come to with Chardonnay 5 <laughs> is that bad we're talking about the the regional versions of what people call bread rolls. Yeah, we're globe trotting in a very. We're not really globe trotting. We're UK trotting. Mm. Um, okay, how about the TV remote? What do you call that? The remote. Just the remote. I bet you call it the I've clicker. Don't it you? The changer. The changer, not the clicker or the duffer. Not the clicker. No, no, not the duffer. I call it the uh, changer. I th- I think with these things, the more the more north you go, the weirder these names yeah. from get. I think that's true. 
the more like abstract the concept around the around the midland it's like the clicker or the changer and you can get why it's called that and then the further north they call it the duffer you know what yeah or the the, duffer doesn't mean anything yeah or you just, or you just yeah. glue all your remotes together and call it a transformer, the mega, the mega, <laughs> the megatron. Tara Reed has just exploded. Does that mean the end of the Sharknado I, series? I could, now? I could make a joke about that and American Pie films and teenagers and Tara Reed. I'm not going to. I'm better than that. You're not. I don't know why you're not. <laughs> I can't think of a good joke. There's no point kidding anybody now. We're like 280 episodes into this podcast, Steve. Yeah. Oh, it's nearly finished. I don't really know what's happened. Nearly finished. I don't really know what's happened either. I mean, are we supposed to feel as upset as Finn feels right now? Is anybody emotionally moved by the fact Tara Reid has been judging, destroyed? Judging by that acting, Finn isn't. <laughs> See, like, no, this is what I'm talking about, the existential crisis for Tara Reid, because she is just ahead. And if she's alive as just ahead, then... How much of her left is Tara Reid? Yeah, but the answer is not very much. I mean, I you could you could ask that question outside of this film, <laughs> and it would still apply. How how much is flesh and how much is plastic? Yeah, they're gonna put a head on a shark's yeah. body, aren't they? Don't say that because they they will. She'll just be a chainsaw with legs. I reckon I could, I reckon I could write Sharknado Six, and it'd be better than this. Yeah, it'd be hard to be worse than it, wouldn't it? Mm. No, the world is properly destroyed though. This is the end of the world scenario they promised. Thank God. And it doesn't even seem to have been by caused by anything in particular, just Sharknados. Mm. <sighs> oh, it looks like he's got Simpsons, Homer Simpsons bubble car. Shit. Oh, here we go. This is the cameo I've been waiting for. And there's a continuity error. He took his helmet off and had his hood down. And then cut back and his hood is up. Oh. And then he takes his hood down. Oh dear. His son is Dolph Lundgren. That is a twist I did not see coming. How's he not aged, but his son has that much? He time-travelled, Steve, when he went through the portal, I think. Time-travelled at some point. See, no, like, this is this is the thing that could be interesting. Why didn't they do this at the start and have, like, a Mad Max rip-off? Why didn't they do anything? Why didn't they do anything other than what they did? Yeah. Where we're going, you don't need a licence. I know mm. they're about to travel in time via a car. Never, yeah. yeah, I don't know where they There's go another that. reference. And then the end titles to be continued. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh my God, that is a very fast end credit sequence. <laughs> At least it's done now. Don't expect to look for your name. Yeah, don't expect to look for your name if you were involved in that film. Well, we can turn it off now, uh, can't we? We're done, Steve. Close X out of that fucking window. Oh. Thank you all for listening, I think. Yeah. I don't think anyone will have finished this. Yeah, thank you. No one's going to have made it to the end of this episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this more than we have. We fully understand it if you've given up by this point, but obviously you won't be listening anymore. Um, we'll be back next week with a more normal podcast, um, something more conventional where we actually review films and... Yeah, more, yeah, we're yeah. back to a bit more of our regular schedule. Yeah. Um, so this this diversion that we've had for the past couple of weeks, we kind of apologise for. But um, yeah, things will be back to the usual with uh, Andrew Brooker and Brian Plank will review Atomic Blonde and Annabelle Creation. And if it comes out anywhere near us, we'll see a ghost story as well, which um, looks like it could be quite interesting. With Casey Affleck as a ghost in a sheet to... We'll see. Yeah, so join us next week for a more uh, normal podcast. 
Failed Critics Podcast is presented by Steve Norman and Owen Hughes with contributions from different guests every week with original music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com from the track The Bandit remixed by James Yule who you can find at jamesyule.com You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Failed Critics on iTunes and all good podcast apps or you can check us out at failedcritics.com If you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a rating or a review and why not check out our sister podcasts Character Unlock and Field and Mullinger's Underground Nights from the failed media network of podcasts thanks for listening hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out Quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands and the best part They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.